Yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, where daily fantasy sports meets the movies. And it is my pleasure, it's my privilege. You know him, you love him. I'm here to introduce the guy who you now fear all of his call sheets. It's your WBW, the working black writer, the chocolate cardinal, and screen name Cornell Westside. Kevin. Yes. Thank me, thank me, thank me, thank me. <laughs> there we go. Still get used to this new soundboard, damn it. Still get used to the new soundboard. Also, in the house, already bringing the pre-show. There's no need for a sigh. Already bringing the pre-show. You guys know him. You guys don't love him. You guys deal with him. He is your cultural misanthrope. The educator somehow of young children. Damn it. It is your boy, G Nice. What's up, what's up, my guy? There's so much hatred already here. I yes, like, yes. did we just I didn't realize this. Is everybody wearing an advertisement t-shirt? Because I didn't realize you have a Stanford shirt on. It's just I'm going to bed in this shirt. That's what it is. No, I have like I have like no way that's a coincidence. No, no. Half of my wardrobe is like free Stanford gear from like fifty years ago. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Hence all the free promotion on this podcast for Stanford. They are not yeah. sponsors of this pod. Damn it! I want to go back. Me. I want to go back to an earlier conversation with saying just because it's free does not mean you have to put it on your wall or wear it. I'm just saying. Listen, I, if I got free Notre Dame stuff, I would not wear it. I would wipe the floor with it. For tissue paper. <laughs> That's a pot shot at G Nice's hometown of Chicago. Yes, Evanston, Illinois. No, no, okay. I, have, I have nothing against uh, Chicago. <laughs> no, he, he says everything against G Nice, exactly. Uh, our drinking game tonight will be the word Trump because this is a presidential pod. President Trump is going to be in some Bernie Mac stuff. Trouble, trouble, trouble. The clock, he's on the clock. Yes, put it on the clock. Okay, so. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> still finding these buttons, this new soundboard. It's driving me nuts. Uh, all right. So what I'm watching. Wait, are you doing this standing up? Yes. I. You know, look at it. In all our glory, we have a standing desk. We are getting, Ooh. you know, into, yeah, we're trying to, you know, burn a few calories while we work all day. It's, it's supposed to be like, I mean, you know, we're getting older and tabs slowing down, whatever. Got I'm not getting older. <laughs> I know you're doing you're getting better, yes. Baby face, you uh, if, if only see, we had your metabolism where you could drink, what, a Coke a day and then, like, right. an apple and then just digest that crap. Coke and an apple? That's my diet? <laughs> those, are, those are two things I remember you most for. Coke, milk, and apples. like, like fruit. Coca-Cola, ladies and gentlemen, Coca-Cola. Yes. Yes. In L.A., you must specify Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'm at my beautiful standing desk. Uh, it arrived a couple weeks ago. Still getting used to it. Uh, have a nice little padding underneath for my feet. You know, and I, I try, and now I'm doing that. Look at that. You, do, you should jump for a while. You do this podcast. <laughs> yes. Sitting yes. is the new smoking. First of all, second of yes. all, Eduardo is like uh, he's like Tom Cruise in Magnolia right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're gonna Frank was T.J. Frank Mackey. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Are there frogs but, that come from the sky. Uh, probably not. Okay, yeah. but that that's not a bad segue into the first thing that I'm watching. And oh, this yeah, shit is freaking me the hell out. It is uh -oh. called Handmaid's Tale. It's on Hulu, and I, I mean it, it's it's extraordinary, so extraordinary, and it's impressioned and scary. It's like you can imagine this happening. So basically, for those why of you would you probably, watch? Uh, 
right it's the chick from Mad Men. yeah, yeah it's only, it with moss and she's great yeah. she's, she's like very she's very very good but that yeah. does look good it looks really good it looks now, now, can, can i tell the people what the handmade tale is about before you yes sure tonight? sorry go. thank you thank you so it is a recognizable yet dystopian future where women have no rights and are used strictly for breeding purposes. They're they're even stripped of their names. Like so so for example, so women that can actually breed are are like are uh, called handmaids. They have to wear like these little nun like you know gowns and habits, and they have to look very meek and whatever. And their names are stripped of them. They're named after. I just learned this on on the podcast with the creator I was listening to this afternoon. Um, the, they're actually named after their you know, their male, you know, commander or whatever. Uh, they, uh, so she's, so she's, uh, so Liz Moss, the main character, is named Offred because she's of Fred. Crazy. Oh. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, and her, her bestie is like, is like off Warren and uh, it's just, it's just, it's just terrible. It's just, I mean, so they've got like no money rights, no, basically no civil rights. I mean, and if you're, if you're a lesbian, if you're gay, you're considered a gender traitor and you're shipped off to like Siberia and killed or something. It's just, it's bananas. And it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's, what kills me is that it's not like a far off future either. They have like, you know, similar technology, except anything that could possibly uh, be, deemed as like a, a go against f- f- fertility there's like no cell phones no microwaves everything is just but there is lights and stuff but it's just like it's this really weird near future that's very scary because they use like the bible is based for a lot of stuff and it's just like and the, you could see this happening like yeah, you could see mm-hmm. like because they have it's the two time tracks you have the, the present track where she's like this handmaid and she's basically lost her family she's married to this to this dude a brother they had a, they had a kid kids taken brothers killed and so now she's like this handmaid so you have these flashbacks to her previous life and you see how the US turned into like this, you know, totalitarian state. And then also you have the current track where she's this handmaid who is there just to get pregnant by the command. It is so creepy and weird and really well done. That's hmm. what I thought I'd say for you. I'd watch that. That sounds interesting. <laughs> wow, we're off to a good start. Yeah. You know what it is? Because I didn't know anything about it. I just saw the one sheet or whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it said like it was like her wearing like a I don't know like a, yeah and I was like yeah it reminded <laughs> me of uh it looked like it was gonna be downtown Abbey downtown Abbey downtown yeah. Abbey I mean they, they speak kind of weird informally like as far as like everything's kind of like like little, little little spritzes of Bible quotes like they greet each other with like you know. Um, uh, under his eye, you know, like, you know, and, and blessed be to you and crap like that. It's like very like formal and rigid and, but it's really creepy. It's shot beautifully. It's, mm. I mean, but, and it's not like the type of movie, I'm actually kind of glad the way they did it. So they put the first three episodes out on Hulu and then they're doing one a week on Wednesdays from here on out. I guess one might hit at like midnight tonight, possibly. So I might be all over that. Wait, they don't have the whole thing. You can't binge. You can't binge. No. I mean, right. So they only have wait. <laughs> what? Stop, Unless you stop, wait, man. wait, wait like a month, and then you can binge them all. <laughs> Pretty much. What is this logic? <laughs> but no, but yeah, like, like so. But it's good, good though, because in listening to the once again the creator of the TV series, because it's based off Margaret Atwood's book. It's like it's a book that's been out for like twenty or thirty years that they've really never been able to crack you know crack it correctly until now and the guy was saying like yeah he wanted to have like that conversation week to week where you know you stress out about it like people are like like you know look up a uh, handmaid's tale on uh, on twitter and you'll see people like like me it's like freaking the fuck out like oh my god this is creepy and great and creepy it's you know it's it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, a, a 
you know, when you kind of like how Get Out got how Get Out got those kind of like you know reaction to people, you're getting similar mm. type of reactions out of Handmaid's. Well, you're calling it creepy because it's like scary. Creepy because like like Get Out, it's like a social thriller almost. Like you can imagine this world happening like with the way because I mean you know like one of the flash. Well, you know I won't spoil it, but you know you like the way we lose our rights little by little by kind of going along and going along and letting you know atrocity of atrocity go unchecked. Kind of like <laughs> this week, you know mm-hmm. it's you know you can count and you can see this you know actually possibly being you know an outcome if you know the people don't you know. You, you know, check the government. So it's very, it's creepy because it's possible. And mm. it's, and like uh, Get Out, it's a social thriller where you're just like, you, you fear for this, this woman's sanity in her life because, you know, I mean, you put yourself in her shoes. Like, would, could you basically be raped every, you know, month on your, when you're ovulating just so you could produce some other person's baby because fertility rates have gone through the floor in this near future? It's just, Oh, it, it, it's really creepy, but good. And Elizabeth Moss is excellent. Everything about it is really excellent. I highly recommend it. Handmaid's Tale. The one thing that I will say is that there is something to be said about watching a show week to week versus binging. Because like you mentioned, there's a conversation. There's an anticipation. You can sort of analyze the show, try to figure out where it's going. And I think, although I do love to binge some stuff, you miss that. And also you miss the conversation because you know, if you don't watch it that first week or the first couple weeks and everyone else has already gone through it, you get spoilers on Twitter. Mm. The kind of, the, the conversation is not as much in the culture. There's like a group that will, that- In the zeitgeist. Will, exactly. There's a group that will like watch stuff yeah. right away. And then there's that group, you know, like I'm I'm a season and a half behind on the Americans. So- Oh, know. wow. Okay. Well, well let, me, let, me ask all this. let me ask you all this. What- or, you know, I'm just putting out that you could just not read Twitter. Yeah, but, yeah, but sometimes you're on Twitter and, and it's not even that, it's not like you're watching, it's not like it's Tuesday and you haven't watched Game of Thrones. It could just be anything that's on, you know, Hulu or whatever that weird show that you watch about the, about the thing on uh, Amazon. It could be any weird thing. And all of a sudden somebody's commenting on it and they've kind of spoiled your anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you all this real quick. Uh, so what current binge show, like what current like on Netflix or streaming service where they dump all the episodes out at once, what current like streaming show do you think would be better served as a traditional week to week show? That's a, that's a good question. I, I'm not really sure. I think they, I think they all would be better served. I mean, but I'm old, so that's not true. I think <laughs> yeah. dear white people. I'm so glad I was able to blow. I mean, I'm sad because really? I wish there was more dear white people. But I mean, you want to blow through that sucker? Like you see the end of five, and you got you got to get to six. And, and I'm I'm like on five and a half right now. Oh, you haven't even got okay. You're back. If you're halfway through, you're in the middle of it then. Yeah, I saw a Barry Jenkins episode with the. With oh, okay, the, uh, okay. Then you know what? Then you know what went down. Sort okay. of the thing, um, yeah. but that that show is is the thing that I'm watching now. That's beautifully lit, well acted. I think it, it's no. The writing is off the charts. <laughs> it, it fully realizes what the movie was, or what the movie wanted to be, because yes. it takes more time. I think it. I think it. It's better it's, than the movie. Yeah, it's better than the movie, without a doubt. To me, it almost penalizes people that saw the movie because those first few episodes kind of relive and redo a lot of what the movie did. You know what I mean? There's similar sort of plot points and the 
few sort of little twists uh, with the with Sam and the um, the party situation. There's a little twist with that. I probably gave too much away already, but again, if you already saw the movie, then you already know what it is. So, yeah, um, uh, but you know, Nia Long showed up very lovely in there, and uh, <laughs> great cast. Mm, uh, they did a good job with it. I gotta say. Yeah. All Definitely right. Well, surprised. so. So, so just in going on to something else on that same streaming service, Netflix, this is something else I'm watching. The second season of Master of None came out over the weekend. And you know what? I'm halfway through it, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's gotten a lot of kudos. They People say it's better than the first season, and it probably is. I haven't gotten through the, you know, through the entire way through the second season, but I've, I'm really enjoying it. I, he, Aziz Ansar, it's basically about kind of like a, you know, basically, it's a season sorry's life as like a different guy, but you know, it's a mm-hmm. season sorry. He's not like the greatest actor per se. He's kind of have like he kind of has like a, <clears throat> you know, a, a style per se. But he, he almost he, has like a he almost has like a Seinfeldian acting style. But I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah, it was, it was very was, natural to his personality. Right, and it's to where it's it's you know it's almost like you know it's him, and he's kind of like. Not necessarily the guy you would cast, but he pulls it off, and he's funny, and he, and it's great with him. Yeah, and he's got a lot of little like social, <laughs> social observations. Like, cause I, like once again, I'm only through I think five or six, but he has yeah. this one episode about just like dating in in a in you know today's culture, whatever, where it's all mm-hmm. like app, you know, based whatever, and it it's, it feels kind of true because there was this, there was a stretch where <clears throat> where I was like really out there and just trying to you know you know date people and stuff, and I, I could you know the repetitions, the rhythms of like what you're trying to accomplish, and and then the awkwardness, whatever. First of all, he's got a really good uh, opening line, like like when you first match with yeah. somebody on these things, he's got like a pretty good opening line. That's that's where I kind of struggle, even though I'm a writer. Go figure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, once it gets on the daily, it's just funny because I've been in several situations where it can run the gamut. It could be, you know, you guys really hit it off, or it could be that with that woman who's like obsessed with her phone and <laughs> actually matching other people on the date with you. That was pretty rude. That was pretty rude. So, uh, anyway, um, so that, that's something else I'm watching. Have you guys seen that, the second season yet? I'm probably five into that or so okay. as well which about I, love, place. I love the first season <laughs> um you know the cast of characters around him is great i thought the first episode when i heard that it was was in black and white Alora. i was like this might be pretentious but they pulled it off and did a great job with it and uh, in black and white no less which in is black and white which pretentious. i yeah but um the cold open or the teaser if you will to that religion episode is like classic when he <laughs> the, the the music cue I don't know if you remember that and I don't remember the music cue but I remember the episode it's pretty good <laughs> it's it's go back and watch it again oh yeah yeah no no yeah yeah I do I remember it yeah because he's his, a his kid, mom calls and he, and he gets, yeah and that's he, right and he gets served bacon and he's not supposed to eat bacon because they're Hindu or something yeah that's that's awesome right <laughs> um, and then I might as, I won't spoil it I it, it's it's a great music cue. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck out of the last season. I don't know if it's better than season one because I love season one. We'll see by the end of it how I feel, but it's on par certainly with season one. And if you apparently episode seven or something, there's a Thanksgiving episode that Lena Waithe wrote, wow. uh, co-wrote with, with <clears throat> and it's about her character, I think, coming out to her mom. 
at Thanksgiving. Oh, something okay, yeah, I, I haven't gotten there yet. But um, the, the six episodes interesting because they he basically does he basically pulls you know in Atlanta where he does the whole episode. Like you see him in the very beginning, and after that, it's just handoffs between people among New York. It's, it gives you a really really interesting view of and that, uh, of the diversity and multiculturalism of New York. So that that mm -hmm. one actually I really love because like we spend half the episode with like a deaf black girl and her you know white husband who doesn't go down on her enough. It's just really interesting. <laughs> that, I haven't seen that 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 may be the I'm with that's, that's, one, that's one after number five. Yeah. I'm I'm with the one no I think there might be two after because I'm on the one where uh her the friend from Italy comes over and they're at the museum. Mm -hmm. I I turned it I did go do something after that. But yeah, that's where I am. Yeah, that, that's that's a cool little one too. And I, I think the the New York I Love You, that's the name of it, is number six, which I just finished, which was really, really fun. Uh, um, and poor G Nice, you know, are, are you are you soaking this all in, getting making your little mental No, no, I was waiting for you guys to stop talking about it. I, I saw <laughs> I saw I saw part of the first episode. I mean uh, part of the second season? season? No, 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 part of the first season. Okay. Lana watched it, and I was like, I don't know. It's weird because I think he's really funny. I think he and I think he was just fantastic in Parks and Rec. Yes, and, Tommy Haverford is a classic. And, right, but then sort of, it's one of those moments. You know, it's like that moment where it's like out of context when he's doing his own thing. It's, it's like watching Tracy Morgan without Tina Fey's writing. You're kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> like it's he's fine, but I'm not like excited about it. Well, I but think what really, you're expecting is more like, because it's this is definitely more like a dramedy per se. It's not terribly right. dramatic, you know, really ever. But it's more, it's it doesn't take itself too. It's like a, it's like a, it's, it's like a, a drama doesn't take itself too seriously. It's, it's true. Really it's sort of, of like it's yeah, it's, it's a little Seinfeldish. It's a little what's that case of Kirby enthusiasmish. Yeah, it's, like, it's a little bit of it's. I mean, it, it very much takes on the the curb thing where you, it's him doing a version of himself. It's very Louis esque as far as um can be not you never watch Louis. as far as it's it's not necessarily set up set up joke set up set up joke i think the guy who created it with him is also like a parks and rec alum yes who, yeah. uh, alan yang yeah so i mean you know yeah. it's great to see people of color and not you know not just black and white not just latino to like have let Asians sort of take the lead on this and like speak from a very specific uh, point of view that can once again be universal. So, yeah, and, yeah. and it's been widely acclaimed too the second season. So it's it's got mm -hmm. a future. Yeah, I just don't really want to watch it. <laughs> well, that's fine because the third that's thing I'm watching is Shots Fired. Uh, I was kind of glossed over. It's a you know network show. It's on Fox. Uh, Snaa Lathan, aka the future. Oh my god. <laughs> love her. Love her. She's awesome. Uh, and it's no, it's it's actually really good. I mean, it's you wouldn't expect it to be good because it's taking on like really kind of heavy themes. It's on network, so you can't like you know, really cuss or swear or whatever. But they, you know, it, she's you know, Sanaa's character is, is all over the place. She's a mess. She mm -hmm. is a mess who's good at her job. I wouldn't say she's like a black Carrie Matheson, but you know, she's got, she's complicated. Right. And mm. it's in, you know, Stefan, uh, Stefan, Stefan, I guess, James, the dude who did race, I guess, played Jesse Owens, which I didn't see. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's no slouch either. He actually holds his own. Cause I really thought that she was going to blow him off the screen, but he's, he's fine. He in, does in well. his role. Yeah. 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 So have you been watching shots fired also? I've been sort of dipping in on shots fired here and there. Cause like you said, it's a very interesting premise. Mm. Um, 
Tristan Wilde's love from the wire. And I think he does. Generally <laughs> it's it's, it's wild because I'm watching shots fire, but then also at the same time, we're almost through like season four of the wire again. So it's like, Michael Lee, Tristan, Michael Lee. Tristan. And then he also was, he was also in the breaks, which none of you guys watched, but nah, which I enjoyed. Uh, but yeah, shots fired is cool. Dipped in and out, didn't see everything. So I wasn't quite up on it. It was sort of half paying attention, but at some point I may, I may dip back in and see the finale at least. Okay. Yeah. No. It, it, I'm. I'm still with it. Helen Hunt. Also, she plays the governor uh, in, of uh, North Carolina, and she's you know about as uh, unbelievable. She's about as believably you know pragmatic yet sympathetic in that role because it's kind of like she wants to do right. There's a lot. She's fighting against a lot of tradition and stuff. And you know, she's she's good. She's good. Helen Hunt is a bona fide actor. So I, mm-hmm. I like it. Shots fired. Fox. Check it out. Uh, and one of the things. I, one of the things that that show reminds me of. Is the mm-hmm. killing, which is another show that nobody watched. Yeah, but, uh, it doesn't look very good though. I watched the first season. The thing with that show, why people ended up hating it, was because <laughs> they didn't realize it was based on like a Dutch format, and the Dutch format went two years, twenty episodes. So at the end of the ten episodes, first season, I knew, you know, it's not going to end, and they did a twist so that it didn't end, and everyone got upset. But the dude that's from that who played the the detective is doing great work. He was in Suicide Squad, which was terrible. I watched it over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, watched, I, saw the, I saw the last movie. half of it. And then, but What's the one, I said that was a very, it was a strangely bad movie. Like my expectations like were pretty low, but I was like, whoa, this is so not good. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> really? What was that movie about? No, I, mean, I only saw the last half. It was Harley Quinn. It was about Harley Quinn. That's what it was. Yeah, she's hot. Margot, Margot Robbie, she's hot and crazy, and she was fun. Man. And they're going to do some sort of spinoff thing <clears throat> where, with Harley Quinn and like a bunch of other like female... As well they should. Bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that makes more sense. Because she yeah. was good. She was good. She had the part. She had good lines. But the rest of it was like, what? What is this about? And then the okay, well, let's not get steer off the culture cul-de-sac. We're already kind of running a little long the first segment, but thank you. That was good stuff. Now we're going. To, yes, help my 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 poor sound effects now. Uh, but now to the meat of this podcast. Wait a minute, doing, I, don't, I don't get to tell you what I've been watching. I don't oh. you guys talk about movies stuff. I don't care about. You, you know, you know, actually, that that's that's fair. I was gonna, I was gonna give you guys both time to tell me what you're watching, but since since it looks like Ken's been watching most things I've been watching, we'll yeah. give you the floor. Genius, tell <laughs> Thank us you very what, much. what 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 quick. few things you've been watching that, and you cannot include anything that that is for children under the age of nine. Go. I over, I I binge watched over. <laughs> I, when my wife was out of town, I binge watched this season of Homeland. Ooh. Oh, how was it? I did not love it. Really? No, I, yeah, that, that, that's 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 a good response. People came to love it at the end. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? There's a whole middle part, which is just a mess. Yeah, no. it just felt like that show has been really strong from the beginning till now, mm-hmm. and I felt like this is the first time I was like, oh, either people left or they just got tired because it's a little sloppy. <laughs> It, it's showtime. They must. They must run their shows into the ground. They must have at least seven seasons of every show. Seriously, Nurse Jackie went on for at least two seasons too long. They yeah. do. They do all their hit shows. They run them into the ground. It's what Showtime does. Yeah, it was. It was too bad because I. I like that very much. I'm, I'll watch it, but it was kind of like, huh? 
Are they done or are they doing another season? Of course they're doing another season. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yes, they're coming back. And then, so so I've been watching that. Okay. We, my wife and I have been trying to keep up, and it's like, it got really, really good suddenly, is Better Call Saul. Mm. Yeah, this this last episode was really good. Why do you make that face? Why, you don't like your show anymore? Because I didn't like it at all, ever. I watched the first season, (laughs) and uh, maybe maybe I had... Maybe I had such it's high crazy. expectations coming off of uh, Breaking Bad. But to me, and I think I've said this on this podcast before, mm-hmm. the first season should have been the pilot. It just moved so slow, so I never came back for season two and now season Fair. three. And I guess they're, they're introducing Gus now. He comes back. You know, it, the- it's starting to catch up now because we had, like, like, we saw Lydia last episode. We saw... Um, well, I am, not, I am not current, so I'm, I'm too behind. Oh. Oops. <laughs> Oops. You don't remember, remember who Lydia is anyway, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so anyway, so yeah, it started, I wouldn't say it's catching up, but a lot, a lot more, like, yeah, the first season was as far as, like, trying to do the connective tissue with uh, Breaking Bad and, and uh, Better Call Saul was super slow. You're not going to see a lot of connective tissue. It's, it's different. Mm-hmm. But season I think two, you see a little bit more. But this season, it's all connective tissue because you have mm-hmm. Gus. You've got, this is, you know, this is season two or three now. I think it's season three. This is three. But here's the thing. You, you, you it's different. It's totally, it's a different, because you, I mean, Breaking Bad was really slow. You just enjoyed it. But it was really, <laughs> really slow. It was so slow, but it, but it mattered. Everything mattered and it was interesting and it was a but this is, uh, this is, Better Call Saul is equally precise and equally disciplined. Every choice they make is very loaded. That's why it's so slow. Look. Equally right. slow, yes. Equally the no, rest no, 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 no. I, I agree with G. Nice. It is. It is. That's because you like it. Precise. No, 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 no. Well, no, but let me justify it. It's equally disciplined, and but it's not. But it's not as good as Breaking Bad. I will say that. I mean, that's no, that, I mean, it's, it's different. It's not supposed to be as good as Breaking Bad. It's oh, I think they like it. To be. I, th- I don't think they're not trying. <laughs> I think. I think they have a different character, and the truth is. With different motivations, and you already know where he's motivation. going. So that that's a different type of way. They do this thing though. They, they do where Walter White was going too. Okay, go ahead. You love Walter White. I get it. You're like angry <laughs> from the beginning. You're doing. Can, you can love two people. It's Mr. okay. Chips. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> Mister White. <laughs> listen, listen. The one thing. So, so breaking. Uh, Better Call Saul does this thing where they do the. I guess it's their cold open, but it's really, really long. And it's super, super fucking artsy every single time. Yeah, it's true. And it reminds me of The Walking Dead because The Walking Dead does this. I don't know if you guys watch this, The Walking Dead. Intro. I do not. Holy shit, they do I'm these old. intros. They do these artsy intros that are like Raven Carver's choice. They just sort of stop. They're just like, yeah, we're dead. Shut, shut off the camera. And it never makes sense. And I get so annoyed <laughs> with it. Every time it goes to the intro, I get so annoyed. I'm like, why the fuck do they just do that? But Breaking Bad <laughs> so, does that, and they do it a lot better. And there's actually like a, a punch at the end. I'm like, all right, well, it's still super artsy. Why are we watching him making baking dough and stuff? It's really random. And Here's, the last a, question. Thing. Here's a question. This is a cul-de-sac. Okay. One, one word answer. I have 17 episodes of The Walking Dead on my DVR. Should I just erase them now? <laughs> or should I watch? One word answer. answer. Erase or watch? Are uh, you asking me? I'm asking you. Fucking erase it, dude. I don't okay. care. <laughs> Whatever. Look, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Okay. I, I refuse to buy it. I don't erase do it. You know what you should do? I don't, I don't do zombies. Yeah. You should oh. not, it's, I wish it was about zombies. You, you know what you should do? You should, you should guess what it's about. And you'll probably be right. 
<laughs> you want to talk about a show that moves so fucking slow? That show moves so slow. Yeah, it's like the most popular show on TV. I, I know, but it's so... It's, it's a drama. It's, I've heard that this season is bad. I'll, we can go steer back onto the main line. Okay, good. All right, no, so yeah, I'm I'm watch, while I'm doing dishes, I, I'm re-watching the old Superman cartoons. And I know you guys don't care. Because no. you're into what I say about the it has to be over no, nine. But that's where you're wrong. The truth is, all these superhero movies, this shit was first, and this shit was really, really, really good. The, the cartoon. cartoon, yeah, the animated series Superman. Okay. It came out after the Batman animated series. Oh, you're talking about right like before, 90. right before Justice League animated series, and Justice League animated series is fucking great. Oh, you're not talking about like the Spider-Man cartoon, like no, those that. are bad. This those are good. not bad. First of all, those are amazing. Wow, you just waved your <laughs> finger. Yeah, he wagged his finger at you. He, no, 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 yeah. style. Yeah. No man flying. The funny part about watching you stand like this is it does shit. You clearly have a light to your right because you got the shadow. And it makes yes. it look like it's set up for your like, close-up. Oh. <laughs> are you not seeing the shadow in the back? It's very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm obscuring my lovely King Arthur poster. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That. Yeah, that people right the that's tell right. King Arthur. I, I, I dragged down several call sheets this week with my love of King Arthur, and I do a Michael Volante. Yes, my bad. You almost got me. I mean, not that I did well anyway, but you almost got me. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I can get snatched for a little bit less. And, you know. uh, no, it was the right move. And I mean, I think I still got like third or something in the feature presentation <laughs> in spite of King Arthur. But that's only because of Lowriders, my other love last week. But yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so, all right. So now back to the main line. Our top three presidential movies because we have a tripod. Wait, what is it? What? Presidential movies. Movies <laughs> about presidents or The Office. Oh, sweet Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good luck with that. Um, and, and and everyone uh, at home, I know what you're gonna say who's you're going first? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me go through the rules for people who are new to the podcast. We actually have some new listeners and viewers, thanks in large part to some recent guests we've had that diversify our base. So you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> no, you weren't. You had nothing to do with it. You're welcome. <laughs> you're all welcome. <laughs> yes, you're welcome in our home, in our podcast home. Uh, it's basically the way it works is that you name a movie about presidents. Uh, we alternate picks. Once someone picks a movie, that movie is out of play. We'll give a little brief description. Maybe I'll try to get a screen share real quick so we can all see what we're talking about. But yeah, that's pretty much you know how the, the little game works. Um, so as a, as a, you know, I was going to do a coin flip and like an ass, I don't have a coin. I'll go last three. No, no. Oh, you'll go last. Okay. Well, that makes, all right. So, so then I guess by default, I go for, I go first. Oh, well then we know. All right, then let's play this game. Uh, I mean, it's pretty damn obvious, right? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to jump into. Just kidding. Wait, are you gonna say that, Negro? What? No, no. I was gonna say. Hold on, let me get my screen share ready for this stuff. Let me get my screen share ready because I'm. I mean, this this is like the most. This is this is the if if Lonzo Ball wasn't coming out this year, this is the Markel Fultz of of all presidential movies. It's. I mean, it's just so freaking obvious. It's entertaining. It never stops being entertaining. It's awesome. I'm going to share my screen right now. And you guys can see what I see. And it is, of course, the American president. Of course. You know, yeah, I'm going to give myself, that. you know. Yeah. Yeah, didn't see that. One time for myself, damn it. One time for myself. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. 
<clears throat> I mean, it's I mean, written by Sorkin. You got Rob Reiner directing it. He, I mean, who? Yeah, I mean, it's he, a little I mean, cheesy, right? It is. Can you acknowledge that it, part? Because, and I was gonna say, because it's got Rob Reiner directing it, it's a little cheesy, very idealistic, but it's fun. It's about the first, you know, mm. first single, you know, president. He's a widower, whatever, and he kind of falls for like a lobbyist, I guess, <clears throat> Sidney Allen Wade, mm. and they have like this, you know, romance in the White House, and it's very mm. fun, very. But it's just political. It's, it's Sorkin. It's got really sharp writing, whatever. And it's just a, it's just a perfect movie. I enjoy it to this day. Yeah, not a Sorkin fan. Well, you're that's <laughs> yo. Yeah. A quick, quick, cold sec. If you're not a Sorkin fan, uh, uh, oh, oh, never mind. That was, was a Mammoth joke. Never mind. It, it's yeah, a really good joke. That's the difference. Mammoth is great. Sorkin is is good. No, no, no. The Mammoth joke was it was like it was like Masterclass for uh, by David Mann. Do you see that on my timeline? I, I retweeted no. someone. It was, it was like a five step program. Was, um, a, a lesbian comedian tweeted this. Hilarious. She's like, it was like one. Does your does your does your script have women? Two. Replace all women with with house plants. Three. Wow. Why do you have women? <laughs> why wow. do, you, do you have to have women in your yeah, script? Have you ever seen that? Four. Like Congratulations, a... you're a screenwriter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, congratulations! You're a playwright. It was hilarious. <laughs> Go to my timeline on Twitter and see if you can find it. It's, it was great. This was like a five bullet plan <laughs> to how <laughs> to, to be a screenwriter by David Mamet. It's the most sexist thing ever. Can, can you can you blame her though? No, Name I mean, a that, single that's... female role he's written that's of consequence. It's terrible. Have you ever seen that? It's like a it's like a two man play. It's a two woman play written by somebody. It's just this. It's hilarious. It's like a it's like one scene. It just bombs on Mammoth. It's really, really funny. <laughs> it just bombs on him. Yeah, that, that, that's like, an easy target. That's an easy target. <laughs> I mean, the guy it's really, it's really clever, though. It's totally well done. It's like in his style. The dialogue is in his style. He has them repeating everything. It's great. There's some book that I read about by Mammoth on writing or whatever, or it was on playwriting or writing in general. Rule one curse a lot. No. The, but the thesis of the book was essentially – a note to actors saying, just say what the fuck I wrote. That was essentially the, <laughs> that was sort of the takeaway that I got. That sounds it. very Mimetian, yes. <laughs> okay, so KG, WBW, you're next. I what would you say my, my number one pick, I'm not, well, whatever. My number one pick would be In the Line of Fire. Fuck you. Oh, well done. Yeah, well yeah Dirk Pace. Clint, you, you wanted that one. Did you yeah, Dirk Pace. <laughs> and the games have begun. Right, a yeah, jerk face. Off the board from G Nice. So do tell. Yes, give us. That a was uh, you know classic redemption story. He is a secret service agent who, I think you know, I don't know if it was Kennedy. Somehow he was involved with somebody getting assassinated in the past, and now he's back on duty and he's trying to sort of redeem himself. Demons haunting him. He must protect the president him. at all costs. Uh, and it's you know Rene Russo, peak Rene Russo. Did way, he yeah. did he direct this as well? I forget whether he directed or not, but he, he did. you know, I don't think he did. Yeah, classic. Uh, Malkovich is a weirdo. Yeah, Malkovich is great. The the cool thing you don't even know the cool thing with the gun, <laughs> the homemade gun. That is awesome. Oh right, 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 right. This is good. That's a good. You're a jerk. <laughs> I quit. I don't play this game. <laughs> wow, that is a good movie. That's a really good movie. I want to watch that movie. Mm -hmm. okay, I don't mind so, Clint Eastwood, but he was really cool in this. You yeah, like Clint Eastwood? Oh, I, I don't dislike. I mean, I'm indifferent. He's fine. I but like the westerns. Whatever. Go ahead. 
Wolfgang like Peterson, your director. That was back when Wolfgang had like a run in the '90s with like, with like uh, the Clear and Present Danger and some other movies. Mm. Yeah, Wolfgang Peterson. He had a oh he had, didn't he do the the um that that storm movie the um Perfect Storm or no? yeah yeah was that him with George Clooney? Yeah, I think that was him. Wolfgang sure. Peterson. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. He's probably look at it. He hasn't he hasn't done anything since Poseidon. It's just one weird. <laughs> Swedish movie or something. Interesting. Yeah, he's Dawson. either retired or took time off. Yeah, Perfect Storm. That was the one with Clooney. And Troy. Oh, man. Yeah, he must be retired or something. Okay, yeah, that's so, a lot of money. Oh, Troy and... Oh, and, is that what that was? Oh, he was forced into retirement. Got no, I'm it. saying he. I'm <laughs> saying after making those movies, he got a ton of money to direct Troy, I'm sure, and Poseidon. Well, Troy, so. Troy, I think, over time, kind of like like pencil. I think it penciled out in the international box office. I know in the United States didn't do as as well as it should have. Poseidon <laughs> though was terrible. Like that went down. Yeah. Like, that well, went down. Like that going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Let, 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 anyways, your the your your movie, G Nice. Quit buying time. You're up. I'm not buying time. I'm i I cried publicly. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. My movie is Air Force One. Boom, that's yes, well yeah. done. I like that. Go ahead. I was, that would have been my. Here's the thing about this game: you can't keep your best one last because people can't. like Kevin Green. Probably it. not. Not, <laughs> not this category. There's not a deep bench for really good no. presidential movies. I would have. I would have saved that for last, but there are too many haters on this thing. Yeah, because so, I was going to pick that next anyway. I know you were. So <laughs> that is a great movie, and Harrison Ford plays this similar role. It doesn't matter if he's got a whip or if he's got a gun or if he's the president or he's, he's got really, a laser. Or he's got a laser. He's really, really, really good at being the guy who can like who doesn't look like he should kick your ass, but does. A blaster, if you will. A blaster. He this movie's awesome. I saw it not that long ago. And it's still really, really good. It still doesn't make sense. It is totally ridiculous. But is he so he's like cool. Harrison Ford is totally underrated. He's always good. No, 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 no. He's properly rated. Everyone talks about yeah, everyone talks about Harrison Ford in reverential tones. He's played everything. He's played the swashbuckling hero. He's played the cop. He's played the lawyer. He's played, no, no, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. He's just really, really he's good. He's played at the it. detective going out to Amish lands. Going out to Amish land, dancing to Sam Cook in a barn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, now he's gas president. Yeah, he's this awesome. movie gives you obviously the, the the classic line, "Get the hell off my plane." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, look, look, look at this picture. Harrison Ford is the president of the United States. Sold. That's your poster. That's your poster. He's from Chicago. What? Is he really? Yeah, he is. No. Oh, okay. Great movie. One great movie. That would have been my last one, but I had to play early. Yes, you had to play early. Yeah, that's a good piece. All right, so so now we're on me again. I think um, I can guess. Yes. You know, no, just don't because now you just waste your own picks. Uh, you know, all right, go ahead. My picks. <laughs> all right, so what do you think I'm going to say? Uh, Dave. Damn it, you're right. I, I need to get that off the damn, you know me so well. I need to get that off the, the table because if I didn't pick it, someone's going to pick it. Not Dave Batista. Uh, Dave, Dave is, a, is a great movie. Um, did you fun. know he was going to say that? KG, did you know What's I was going to say Dave? I did not know you were going to say that. Oh I really? Know. I mean, how how's it not everyone's first uh, second choice? I mean, it's it's a it's also a perfect movie. It's a great comedy. It's uh it's got dramatic moments. It really does kind of give you like I was a kid. I mean, I guess we we're all kids back then. It was '93 high school, whatever. Like I I kind of had an idea that you know the Clintons weren't like a perfect couple, but like this kind of <laughs> gives you an idea like oh wow they 
you know, the, the dynamics of power and stuff. Like you have these power couples that really don't like each other. So when the real, so when Dave, you know, a brief synopsis for those who somehow are either too young to have seen it or haven't seen it, and if so, shame on you. Uh, basically, there's a, a, a stand, not stand in. There's the, the president gets like a heart attack. He's kind of like not really loved at home with the, the first lady, whatever. He gets a heart attack, but because of like a bunch of other stuff, they have to keep it secret because they're trying to get some bill passed or whatever. And so they get the stand in. This is guy who is this presidential impersonator named Dave in acting because he looks just like the president. They get they usher him in the, in the White House. He acts like the president and starts doing presidential shit, like trying to balance the budget. That was a hilarious scene. <laughs> Guy comes in with like a big stack of papers. Yeah, like, like his buddy, right? His buddy from like what? Yeah, you, the, yeah, the accountant buddy. Yeah, yeah we can balance this. Yeah, why he's not? He's like a teacher or something, right? He's, oh, he's a community activist or something. Yes, exactly. He's a community activist who does who who impersonates uh, uh, the president uh, for like a, you know, as a side hustle. And it's great. It's got Scorny Weaver, Peak Scorny. She looks great, and and First Lady or whatever. I, I've been right. Wow, I've been right. I guess directed nice. this. Yeah, well done. So yeah, so it's just it's just a really well done movie. It's it's another perfect movie, and that just so happens to involve you know the president of the United States. So well done, Dave. What and w- way to nail me, G Nice. Yeah. Now that's that's my writing partner from a Dave ago. is is it's again sort of cheesy, but it is very good. It is very good. It's very like it hits all the right notes, so yep. it's sort of predictable, but it's still really good. Like he does a good, and he does a. He does an underrated job, Kevin Klein, at being just sort of dickish as the as <laughs> president, and then sort of kind. Like you see the distinction when he's playing both of them. Right. It's a good movie. It's a very it's a very satisfying movie. Yeah. What do you, do you have any thoughts on Dave KG? I do. I would say Kevin Klein very underrated. Oh. Now, that, that, now he's probably underrated, he's, but he's underrated. But he's uh, had a really, no, 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 underrated. underrated. What? what? Well, he's ha- he had he had a stretch where he was like leading manish, and that was like the '90s, the early aughts. But now he's kind of yeah. like selling to like you know second or third build, and I guess he's chilling. I don't know. He's gay. He's <laughs> how how yeah, he's underrated. I feel like he gets fish called Wanda. Fish called Wanda was his best one. What I mean, yeah. that was like twenty years, thirty years ago or something. Fish called Wanda was he was great. <laughs> yeah. So right, he, well, 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 he's he's as you like to say, he's properly rated. <laughs> I, I get that from Bill Simmons. Whatever. Yes, he's properly rated. All right. So, what's next one? Uh, KG. Uh, for me, I, you know, these, this is a, a shallow bench, so I'm going <laughs> to kind of go off the board a little bit for Please. presidential movies, and I'm going to say an inconvenient truth, which was uh... Al Gore, our our almost yeah, president. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> if we're allowing, okay, we have. If you if you're allowing that, we are going on a very long. You, you know. You know. Actually, we, we can't allow that. That that's an we environmental can. movie. We we can't allow that just because it was done by someone who was vice president. I am proud of you, Kevin. In this moment, I am very proud. <laughs> I wanted to take it in your direction. I've, I've, I've never had to really. Course. I mean, it's been a while since I had to veto someone's pick. Oh, I don't like to be demonstrative. You know. Actually, this is this is this is very, very much in line. This is very much in line with the theme of our, of our show tonight. I'm vetoing that pick, damn it. Yeah, go back. Go back. Go back to con- go back to the conference. You and the House representatives get it together. Get it together. <laughs> All right. In that case, I will go with something some shit. something Trumpian and I will say Stop, drink. idiocracy. Uh, okay. Is your president there's a president in there, isn't there? It was the dumbest president ever. There you go. All right. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> – do tell. Give us your spiel on it. It was, it was um, Terry Crews playing this 
overbearing, ridiculous guy who was the president of the United States. It's there he is there. Um, yeah, there. Yeah, there he is. It's Terry <laughs> Crews. No, it's Luke Wilson, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in it. Uh, and, and it just, I think, fits. It's foreshadowing for today, right? <laughs> it's foreshadowing to our own sort of idiocracy of the devil, de-evolution of uh, American politics. I need to add it to my Netflix. I need to watch it again. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. So Yeah, yeah I thought it was whatever. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but I mean, what do you want? But it, it kind of holds up, though, only because, only because of, like, politics, like, modern and, like, stuff that's been leading up to it. Just the dumbing down, systematic dumbing down of America. So I'm, I'm kind of, right. yeah. Yeah, it all, all roads lead to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. <laughs> okay. All right, KG, what do you got? I'm mean, sorry. Um, G-Nice, what do you got? Uh, I'm, I, I would like to say in the line of fire, can I? Can I put that one out there? Uh, right. Sally's been taken. <laughs> um, I will say uh, <clears throat> 13 days. Damn, Gina. That was, that was going there next. That's, I, was, I thought about saying 13 days instead, but I thought Dave was too obvious. So I was like, all right, I can probably sneak 13 days past him. Nope. 13 days was a very good movie. That movie should not. Phenomenal. It made my top 10 of that year. I definitely remember it. That was great. Yeah, that movie should not have been fun to watch because hmm. it was like. It was like a real story. It was it's like, about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, but it was right. But it was like it was like slow, and they were like fighting over how to. And it shouldn't have been fun at all. But it was. It was great. And I thought Kevin Costner, man, Kevin Costner was good in that movie. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, I'm it, 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 <laughs> playing this game now. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. <laughs> no, I think he, he he's fine. But he did a really good job of that. And that, yeah, like yeah. that was good. Like I, you know, you, he. I thought that was well acted. All three of them did a really good job. Yeah, Bruce Greenwood plays. Uh, Bruce Greenwood is always good. That dude is. That dude works a ton. Yeah. No one really. I mean, he gets. Goes plays John F. Greenwood plays John F. Candy, and and honestly, I mean, they have like some of the Massachusetts accents, but they don't really like play it up too badly. Like it, it seems more realistic per se. Like I thought that because that was one thing. I, for whatever reason, I was really looking into, uh, looking forward to seeing. Like, okay, how are they going to do the accent? It's going to be terribly crazy, whatever. But no, it, it was fine. Because yeah, I, one thing as an actor that I definitely remember them telling us is that, um, is, is that like you want to play like the essence of the person. And if if they're if they're famous, it's kind of hard because there's so much material out there. But you don't necessarily want to play like a caricature. So the fact that you know he kind of had the accent but didn't lean on too much, whatever. I thought felt it felt right i mean it's i mean like, kind of like with um uh, portman natalie portman when she played jackie like the accent's there you know but it doesn't overpower you which is cool anyways because jackie kennedy when she lived you know bouvier Onassis, whatever she you know she she was like a socialite so she probably wouldn't have leaned into her accent too much anyway so i don't know you kind of want to be careful with the accent stuff and i thought they did a good job and yes it's, it's very well performed acted stephen culp really young stephen culp who's gone to play a bunch of other stuff, including on Desperate Housewives, uh, was as Bobby Candy. It's just, it was really well done. I loved, I loved that movie. I think I owned it for a while just because it's such a great political thriller. Even though we all know how it ends, the whole thing with the back-channeling stuff was kind of new to me. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was a really good movie. I'm killing this game. Go for it. Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer the second you know, telegram with whatever. I was like, wow, that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Um, okay, yeah. so <laughs> I'm Bobby. at... A bit of a loss because he really did take my damn. So say Jackie since you already started. Uh, I guess that kind of qualified. That wasn't. It wasn't that good though. I mean, she was. <laughs> she had, no, seriously, she had a great performance. Like she was definitely mm -hmm. worth the Oscar nomination. I don't think it was that good a movie though. Um, I never saw it. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's got to go. Head of state. Head yeah. of state. Negro, please. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Oh, all accounts. All right, here we go. What was what Chris Tucker was supposed to do? Was it Chris Tucker supposed to do one too? That was head of state. No, that was that no. was Chris Rock. That was, oh, sorry. I, you know, you know that was. <laughs> they all look alike. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, primary colors. Boom, shakalaka. Uh, boom. Wait, what? Primary colors is amazing. Don't trip. That that movie. That's another one I think I mm. owned. It was incredible. It was funny. Satire taken from, you know, <clears throat> who's that guy? Joe Wilson. Or, hey, the, the, uh, Joe Klein. There we go. Uh, basically, it was, mm. it was not even a thinly veiled, you know, riff on the Clintons and, and the way they won, you know, their, the first term. But it was great performances. Travolta is a very good Clinton. Oh, my God. The jogging suits. <laughs> Chicken eating, the philandering. I mean, like, just, I mean, all it takes one look from this guy, and you can tell, oh my God, he's going to go fuck her. <laughs> it's just such a great movie. It's so, I mean, and it, it gives like a really kind of three to, and this, 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 I think, was the movie more so than others that really kind of played into my education of the political partnership as a marriage. I mean, it really did. I even, I mean, it, it really kind of opened my eyes, like, how the machinations of these campaigns work, and, you know, I mean, I just really, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I thought the writing was sharp. The acting was great, and I had a really good time, you know, with that movie. I think I, I owned it for the longest time, I believe, you know, on, on a, a DVD. So yeah, it's it's a great movie. I enjoyed it. Very well cast. That movie was real fine. It was whatever. <sighs> KG, save me on this one. Do you have uh, any thoughts on Primary Colors? I don't, I don't really have. I think I may have seen it. I may not have. Travolta is. You know, not the greatest. <laughs> he was great in this, though. I, he, yeah. followed, he followed this up with Battlefield Earth, though, so I feel you, your pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, not memorable for me, but, you know, I, I trust your judgment. He is good in Pulp Fiction. He's great in Pulp Fiction. You guys ever seen the one? What's it called? Uh, him and... Um, what are the black the, dude? The World Are Backwards. What's that, what's that movie? Where the World Are Backwards. Face him and Harry Belafonte. That was awesome. Face off was awesome. <laughs> Face off is a great horrible movie. That is a great horrible movie. Can we do yeah. top top three great horrible movies? That that'll be the next tripod. That'll be the next tripod. That is. I'll actually, I'll actually write that shit down right now. <laughs> that movie is fucking fantastic. It is so horrible all at the same time. <laughs> that scene where they're the stupid thing where they put the, the, their face <laughs> people and they put their face down and they go. Look, look, we could have an entire podcast. Universal symbol of love you. Oh, it's so Let, let's, don't don't send me down this culture cul-de-sac. We will never get out. We'll I guess there should have been a live say, get your we'll, we'll keep doing. We'll, we'll do donuts <laughs> in this damn bitch before I get out of this cul-de-sac on uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when it comes to uh, face off. I love that movie. No, give us um, yeah, make make your point and we'll move on to the next. That's uh, my, my point is that's a great movie. Um, my point about <laughs> Travolta. What was that movie? What was that movie? It's him and Harry Belafonte, and they switch places. Oh, and the and the blacks are in control. Yeah, yeah, and the whites yeah. are the minority. Oh my yeah. god! You like that movie? I can't. No, no, I mean it was kind of interesting, but it wasn't like good. There's no, a scene it was where, not they, good. where they put salt into the ketchup. Do you guys remember this? You know, we're moving on. No, no. one remembers this. No one. It was one of those moments where they're like, "This is what really, Billy, look at Billy Bob Thornton." Damn it! I mean, he was mm. playing a great James Carville. He was playing an excellent James Carville. It was <laughs> bad Santa. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Bad Santa, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Sling Blade, yeah, that's the game. What, what, whatever happened to the black guy? And this guy, like, I mean, I know he's like British, so he's probably doing like stage or British <laughs> stuff. But it's like he, I mean, he was like this, the, our our entry into this world, and we never, we almost literally never hear from this guy again after this movie. He, was totally he didn't have an album to back it up. Oh, God, he he uh, He pulled a Terrence Trent Darby. So, <laughs> so, so to get to, to be a black actor in a large white film, you have to have a, a side hustle. Is what you're saying? Yes, a clothing line. Oh God! Save us, WBW. What you got? What, what's he your, became, what's your he became Carl Kanai. Uh My <laughs> next pick would be there's there's two that I that I'm thinking about here. One, I'm gonna go with a movie that you will both not care about, which is Frost Nixon. Uh, no, actually, I, I that was almost my pick. So I I appreciate I can appreciate that movie. That was a good movie. Michael uh, Sheen's excellent. When you talk about, he's a good actor. Know, when yeah. you mention like movies that you don't think you're going to enjoy, I think I like got the screener or something like this, and I was like, eh, I'll throw it in. And it was like gripping the whole way through, uh, you know, kind of reminiscent of what we may be seeing soon. Uh, <laughs> as far as, uh, you know, like a. We know Trump likes to talk. You know, when, when he gets a peek, not if, when, and drink at home, you know, we said yes. we're Trump. And Trump again, and Trump, 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 get drunk. Uh, when, when, when he does get impeached, you know he's going to have like the Barbara Walters tell all, or, yeah. or his hand picked flack from Fox News, and just, right. just, just unleash, and it's going to be a horror show. Like, wow, it's going to be, I just, I just want to see if he Not can if, match. When. I just want to see if he can match the shade of hair, orange hair to the jumpsuit. That's all I want to say. <laughs> oh, God, stop. But yeah, Why? Frost Nixon was compelling. It's you know, between Richard Nixon, uh, I guess a series of interviews or, or whatever, taped interviews with uh, and David Frost, a British uh, journalist. I guess he's really well-renowned back then. Thinks I think the it, it was it's it's a uh, not biopic, but it was set in like '79 or something or whatever, and it's basically just kind of going at Nixon, you know, one on one in this interview and all the mat the machinery around it. And I really I really enjoyed that. Like you like you, I kind of had I had high expectations as far as like it's Peter Morgan. Peter Morgan wrote the script and I'm not sure he directed it, but he's mm -hmm. he's a stud when it comes to writing. Peter Morgan's a fucking stud. He did The Crown, like every episode I think of The Crown on Netflix. He's done a bunch of other stuff. Um, Helen Mirren, I think the Queen is the Queen. He does British stuff like really well. So you know, Peter, yeah, Peter Morgan screenplay directed by Ron Howard. So it, it's 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 adapted from a play that also Peter Morgan wrote. And so you know, anytime you have adaptations from a play, you I personally kind of set the bar a little bit higher as far as dialogue because plays are, I mean, when it comes to like writing, you know, the the hierarchy of writing in you know, in professionally, I think, goes somewhere like playwright, playwriting, you know, uh, screenwriting, then like TV writing, maybe. Mm -hmm. It kind of flip-flops these days. But yeah, but playwriting is really, I mean, I don't say it's like harder per se, but you, get, you tend to get better, more kind of, you know, uh, good stuff in playwriting, and then that play, that screenplay was really good. It was, I think that movie might have been like my top ten that year as well, when I still was reviewing movies full time. And so I'm, I'm with you on that one, KG. Excellent. Yeah. And, one, and one thing I would say about as far as like plays into movies, a lot of times they can be boring because plays so are much dialogue, very yeah. talky, and sometimes the visuals can be very static if you just transfer it straight from stage to screen and one thing that they did with this obviously i didn't see the play but they involved these other characters and kind of dealt with the circus around like you said the actual interview so 
kudos to them, kudos to me because it was a great pick. Yeah. Well, sure. okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> One time for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: it is a good movie. The, the thing is, the whole premise we say is like we're trying to pick movies that we actually want to watch over and over again. I don't ever need to see that movie again. It was a good movie. <laughs> is that is that the premise? <laughs> that is the premise. When you say great, you you know people use greatness. You throw out the word greatness all the time. We're uh, you know, look 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 look. I'll say this much. I I would I would see it again. I don't. It oh, would be yeah. like in a once in a five year rotation. I I grant you. That. I realize you guys are, you're you're picking from a limited group of movies. But yeah, this is a but this is something I never need to see again. <laughs> but what would you like to see again, Gina? Yes, no, your your again. final pick. Okay, Segway. my third and final is a movie called Headstone. Spartan by David Mamet. Wait, what? Spartan by Spartan. David Mamet. What? Oh, wow. look I, it up. oh, what the shit? I, I've seen it, but it was forever ago, and it I was saw really it. good. You should watch that shit again. It was really good. Val Kilmer is awesome. Wait, is there a president in this movie? Yeah, okay. they came the kidnapping the daughter. Okay. Booyah. Okay, all right, go mm. ahead. Yeah, tell us. Right. You I, ever I, seen I, this movie? I no. did see it. I just don't remember anything about it. It's <laughs> it was good. Fucking Val Kilmer is Val Kilmer is really good in like three mm. movies, and this is one of those three. Yeah, Kristen what's her name? Bell. Is it? What's her name? Kristen Bell was it. Yeah, she plays oh, wow. the like heroine daughter. It's really really good. Derek Luke, like, what year was this? You guys, two thousand four. It was see, peak see? Luke. you're welcome. You learn <laughs> something every day. I'll never see this. What? <laughs> Why would you not see? It's mammoth. It's good acting. It's well done. Because there's no women or women acting as houseplants. <laughs> well, they're they're hostages. So there you go. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yes, Just, they there look pretty and scream and ask for a male Right. It's a movie for those of you guys who are ignorant. <laughs> who are ignorant. Oh yeah, she's in it too. Those she you guys who don't know, you um, it's about a like a he's like a military retired military guy, and they have to. The president's daughter gets kidnapped, and they have to take her. They have to get her back off the books. So they send in Val Kilmer. <laughs> look at Mammoth's Look at Mammoth's hat. What the fuck? Is, that, is, is that, that his hat? That can't be his hat. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that, that is his hat. What is, is wrong hat. with him? He's like hat. sixty in this picture. What is that wrong? That looks with like him? Woody Harrelson from White Men Can't Jump. What is? Oh it my lord! Directors are a strange breed. I swear. <laughs> what, what? No, that doesn't make you younger or hipper. It makes you look goofy. Anyways, but no. So yeah. So THX Sada. I do remember this movie only because I had a huge raging crush on her after this movie. That's what literally is, the only thing I remember. This what happened with her? She came from nowhere and then went right back, right? Yeah. She, <laughs> no, no. Honestly, that that's that's not the worst description ever because she she was like the yeah she was kind of like the semi lead in this. She what is what has she done since then? Turbo Fast? No. Streets of Hope? No. Did she leave the business? Did she? In plain sight? Uh, no, ben, that was ben, she kind of peaked back in the in the aughts. Ben Ten was a big show on the cartoon. You ben Ten, the movie is much better. <laughs> it's like than a kid show. Ben Ten. Yeah. All right. Well, she she's got Ben Ten money. Is like you know, Amazing Spider Man. She was like some random on the subway. No, no, mm. she deserves better than that. Fifty-three that credits, though. That's yeah, fifty-three credits buys you a house. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You know, and yeah, watch. She might have invested wisely. You know, yeah, third watch Just money. That, third watch money, 56 that episodes. That's Mammoth, too. Third watch is Mammoth? The unit is Mammoth. The oh, unit the unit. Oh, yeah, the unit had a, had a bit of a run. You know, okay. Yeah, well. Everybody hates Chris. But, but she, had, she had, looks like she hasn't posted anything since 2014, so she's just getting checks or filming right now. I don't know. Interesting. You think Sada, we miss you. She's Gorgeous. available. I'm sure she's available. Check her avails. 
<laughs> All right, so that, that's, that was kind of dark but funny. I like that. Uh, <laughs> check your avails. It's available. All right, uh, so I can't find my soundboard, so Dan, we'll just jump into the rapid fire. You guys should watch this movie. Just FYI, you guys should watch that movie. You haven't watched it, you're a moron. Cool. Wow. You're calling the bulk of humanity a moron. Okay. That's a really uh, good movie. That's like a quality movie that's enjoyable and you'll want to watch it. Two movies that, that were not mentioned in this race that have a lot JFK. to do with what's going on Real are quick. not. I fucking should have said JFK. That was. Wow. How we, how we that. Miss JFK? That was uh, I left it out there for you guys. I would say All the President's Men. And that was another good one. That's a very good one. Even though it wasn't about a president, I would say the Manchurian candidate because. Yeah, we're, that's a little. Yeah, sensitive. no, it is. It is about putting a sleeper agent from Russia in the White House. Hello. <laughs> Oh, God. How are we not making Manchurian Candidate jokes nope. every fucking day? Manchurian Candidate was like a weird movie, though. It was super I, weird. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It was, I think they re, they updated it for like the the, the Denzel, Denzel version for China, yeah. right? They're trying to put like a Chinese agent in there. In the yeah. Country. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the original was Russian, and the guy was Russian. like a senator or something like that, yeah. which is the only reason I didn't pick it. So. Oh. Oh, well, so after you got smacked for, down for trying to do it. Yes, after I got the hand smacked for uh, inconvenience. Too. You followed it with idiocracy. Is that what you did? Yeah. You did. <laughs> I left out JFK for me. I figured one of you guys would take that. And I was positive someone was going to say all I'm, I'm a little ashamed, but, but I guess the bench is deeper than we thought. All the President's Men is a really good movie. I thought you, I, I was certain someone was going to say that. I I would left it out there for y'all too. I wasn't. See, I went Frost Nixon instead of all the presidents. Man. Yeah, I wouldn't have put that on there. That was wrong. No, <laughs> all right, rapid fire, ten second sound bites. You, we are going to try like hell to keep these ten seconds. Uh, uh, each one in succession. Go. Any heat on Alien Covenant right now? KG. Looks dope to me. You gonna go see it? Yes. All right. Perfect nice. world. There is no movie on this in the last like four years I actually want to see except this shit. This shit looks dumb. I would I'm looking for a babysitter because I would actually go to the movie to see this shit. I got all hyped up and I saw what's his name directed again. I was like, fuck yeah, this is great. Really? Wow, a rare ray of light for you. The alien stuff is always good. Alien four was bad, but the other stuff, it's such a good fun concept. And I think you saw Prometheus? Huh? Yeah, that wasn't hard. That was hard to watch. Yeah. It, honestly, it, it it gets better upon a second watch. I rewatched it in anticipation. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not. I, I'm just know. I'm just telling you what what the what the real is. I'm giving the real. Okay, summer movie. You guys are up coming up there. Most excited to see. We already know with G Nice is Alien Covenant. So what what about with you, uh, KG? Is is uh, Blade Runner in the summer or is that after the summer? Yeah, uh, that's after. It's like uh, November, I think. That well, looks good. Nothing. I'm waiting for the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Last Jedi, Blade Runner, this That's fucking funny. thing I saw with um, what was I saw some trailer today for um, uh, the Bobby Riggs one with Emma Stone. Oh, I saw that. Battle, Battle of the Sexes. That looks that looks quirky fun. That, that's a perfect September fun. movie. That's a perfect September movie because if it if it bombs, no one will remember it because no one remembers any movie that comes out in September. Um, um, summer movie I'm most coming most looking forward to seeing outside of Girls Trip is of course. Oh. Wonder I am really looking forward to Wonder Woman. These trailers and commercials, they finally stepped up the marketing for it. About damn time. Hell, we've been seeing Mummy trailers since the oh. fucking Super Bowl, but we're finally <laughs> getting our dose of Wonder Woman, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I think I've seen every conceivable you know, trailer or commercial for it. It looks lit AF. Can't wait. Wonder Woman. 
Okay. Um, Tiffany, I, Haddish, Tiffany Haddish is going to be a star after this girl's trip comes out. By I way. hit him up booty hole. Can't get infected in your booty hole. It's booty hole. <laughs> She's going to blow up after this. <laughs> Absolutely. Huge. Okay. Going to be huge. Woo. Woo. All right. That four-part ROHA union, I'm talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Wait, I want to watch Wonder Woman, just for the record. Okay, cool. <laughs> And I think it looks stupid, but I want to watch you, oh, you should not open Wonder Woman with a period piece. It should not be a period piece. Should, I agree with that. It it's an origin story, it. actually. Okay. Why, why shouldn't it be a period piece? It's an origin story. Because nobody cares. There were no yeah, that, why are you sticking her in the middle of <laughs> World War II? I mean, World War One. No, you're wrong. That's World War One. It gives them the excuse not to put yeah. black people in it. It's just, it's, it's, it seems... It's yeah. I, I'm annoyed that they do that. They did the same thing with Captain America. It made more sense with Captain America because that's actually accurate. You can literally. Accurate. It's not a historical drama. Okay, Cap, listen, man. Captain America is real. So look, the, look, I, okay, I'm, I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend this real quick, only because I, there aren't enough, you know, action movies, decently made movies about World War One. So I'm actually intrigued to see how they pull this off, if they can pull it off. Maybe Why would you do that? Why know. would you make a movie about World War One and stick Wonder Woman in it? Because it's an because she we're showing that she's like immortal that she's you know so they could have done about any point in time do like eighteen seventeen forties just I, the whole thing I don't want to see that either I don't want to see that either <laughs> I, 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 the second I said that I was I wanted to take it back but it's too late and I live with no regrets <laughs> I wanted to say I, I I don't know why they don't just open can uh, you know turn it on it's two thousand seventeen that makes no sense it's unnecessary. Okay, we're moving on. I will not truck. We, we, we will truck no Wonder Woman slander until we've seen the movie. We'll truck I'm going to see it, though. Wonder Woman, I want to see that, and I want to see Aliens. Done. And, and, and by the way, I bought my Alien Covenant D-Box ticket like two nights ago. I am ready to go. Right. That, I am, when I lock this damn game, Thursday night, 10 p.m. Pacific time, I'm hopping in the car, going north Las Vegas, and sitting my ass down in a seat that moves. <laughs> the Aliens. <laughs> I can't not wait. It's um, going to be so, good. It's going to be lit AF. Uh, so what? So what about that four-part Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion? Anyone hear anything about this? Anyone watching it? Anyone? Yeah, no, not me. I hate that oh, show. That show. Wait, but but you know about it, right? Because what your your girl, your wife, or whatever, she watches it. No, no, my friend, my friend uh, is sometimes on the show. Which friend is that? Bob Whitfield. Oh, you know Bob? Yeah. That was not a great season for him. We, I, know, I, I don't watch it. I, yeah, let, let's not dwell. It, it, yeah, it was not good for Bob. Not good at all. Okay, so no one watches Real Housewives of Atlanta but me. Mom, if you're listening, and you better be listening because I'm your only child, damn it. <laughs> yes, that four-part reunion was crazy. <laughs> Just crazy. Okay, moving on. Um, so... Uh, all right, we'll start with KG. He should be the man who knows. What is the word with the WJ rider strike? Are y'all striking, and when is it? Strike is off. Resolution has been... What? The Where's deal. the soundboard? Damn it. The, the deal is done. It is being ratified now by the members. Yes. Uh, so uh, work will not stop. Yes. Yeah, so, so, how, so how did it resolve itself? What, just highlights. Uh, what did highlights? The they the the contract was up I think like on a Monday night at midnight everyone was sort of waiting with bated breath mm. they negotiated past the deadline for another couple hours I think it was came mm. up with the deal 
There was like a 96.3% strike authorization by the membership of the guild. <laughs> they were ready of, to go. <laughs> so we were, they were, we were ready to go. That gave them the leverage they needed to work out a deal. We didn't get everything we wanted, but we got significant gains in a couple of different categories that I won't bore you with. And so basically no strike working continuously. Yes. That's right. Y'all got what you needed. Good job. Shouts out to the negotiating committee, David Young, Sean Ryan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Patrick Verone, the ex-president. (laughs) <laughs> yes, because we know they're all going to be watching and listening to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> or at least in retrospect, when we blow up, when, when Netflix buys or some shit, you know, when we blow up, they're going to be listening to this podcast. They're going to go back to this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, wow, good job. I mean, and you know, and, and maybe it's just... And they're going to be like, idiocracy, what the fuck? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, it's, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe it's just this, the fact that uh, the overwhelming you know, greed took over. I mean, there's too much money to be made to be sitting on the sidelines for everybody. So yeah. so they, everyone's they got shows now. There's streaming services. There's every, I mean, get your money, man. I, I love yeah. that. It's good stuff. And a lot of it was residuals on streaming stuff because there were rates that were lower, and they're trying to sort of bring that up because everything is going to streaming. So they want to get those residuals up to what the network residuals were. And I'm sure you all seeing like Netflix just you know shelling out like six billion dollars a year on content. You're like, okay, you can't tell me they don't have the money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good stuff. All right. And so then, in the last uh, quick soundbite, uh, have you seen? Have either of you? Because you guys both live in Hollywood. I do not anymore. Have either of you seen any pilots going to series next season that you're excited about, or even trailers of pilots you've seen? I haven't seen any, but I I uh, am excited about. The CW's dynasty, as I will be joining the writing staff this yeah! <laughs> Whoa, watch out, Bird. Whoa, what? <laughs> I don't know what that was. But yeah, it's it's a reboot of the old eighties classic, the Carringtons and the Colbys. The Colbys are black this time and What? Working black writer got a job. Uh, yes. Wait, so is it official then? It's official, yeah. They got well. It got picked up. I don't. I don't know if it's official, official, but it's official. Yeah. Good for shit. for the for the, the twenty five people who watch and listen. It is official. The WBW Kevin Garnett, the Chocolate Cardinal, is staffed up. Staffed Give me something. That's right. Jobs, yeah, man. They can be hard yeah, to come. Yeah. Definitely hard to come by. Definitely uh, excited to be going on in on that, and uh, hopefully many years, many years to come. And you guys just approved the new agreement, which means you can get more money for that regular gig. <laughs> right. So, you know, we'll hey, when see. When I come to L.A., dinner's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a startup. No funding. You funding. <laughs> yeah. So Sally Patrick is the showrunner who has done Revenge and a few other sort of serialized soapy kind of things. So should be fun, like the 80s sort of version, fun. Script is very smart, kind of deals with a lot of the stuff that's going on as far as like generation gaps, conservatives versus liberals and all that sort of stuff. Sort oh, of in, okay. Actually, actually I'm going to share my screen real quick. I just looked up on IMDb. Not much of a page going on there yet, but uh, mm-hmm. still something you can take a look at real quick. Looks like Natalie Kelly. Sounds like she's a, she's a, a, a new lady. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not used to her. Crystal Jennings, Brianna Brown. Yeah, and fresh faces. All right. I'm, I'm Grant- good. Grant's show as as uh, yeah. Carrington there. 
Oh, that yeah, that totally makes sense. You you know you y'all know Grant Show. You've seen his face. Yeah. This guy's everywhere. Lantern Jaws played everything forever. Yeah, looks like a performer athlete or something. He, he was know, on Melrose Place or whatever. Yeah, big. He's been on everything. Stuff. This guy, like, yeah. he wants to get credit. Sixty-two credits. I mean, yeah, Jesus Maids. Crazy. Longer than your arm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, good job. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes. So yeah. That's that's all I'm worried about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Gina. Are you? Are there any pilots that you've heard of that you're excited about? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, and I Fantasy. saw. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it goes without saying that this is unofficially officially the pod for the dynasty writing room. That's right. <laughs> We're gonna get them yeah, all playing yeah. cinema draft, talking cinema draft. Spread that that's good right. shit up in that room. Damn it! Yes. You need a T-shirt? I'll get you a T-shirt. You know, yeah, I, need, I need a T-shirt. This one has holes in it. I need I need a I need new <laughs> cinema draft to the wear up in there and say, hey, what is cinema draft? Well let me tell you. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, no, we will tighten you up. Please we already have a t shirt in the writer's room right now. So you know I, I ain't shy. We'll do this shit. Yeah. Um yeah, so and then um I, I guess what I'd say I haven't seen anything really about it. I just know it's coming from Shondaland. And uh, it's going to be dope. Uh, it's called For the People. Um, basically, young attorneys working in the Southern District of New York. Now, mind you, it's not no billions, and you know we won't go off. Uh, I, mean, we, I don't know. I'm always up for a billions cultural <laughs> cul-de-sac. But I won't bore you guys. I was talking about billions in like four of the last five podcasts, so I won't bore you guys some more billions. But it's basically set in kind of in that world as far as the Southern District of New York. It'd be interesting because we've, we've seen the top-down view with you know Chuck Rhodes being the Southern District the, the attorney for the, the Southern District of New York, but now I guess we'll see like the bottom-up version, more like your your Kate Sackers and your you know your actually even lower-level attorneys trying to you know do battle in you know the center of of the place where they prosecute financial crimes. So I don't know. It sounds interesting. You know, it could be interesting. I get a whiff. Of off the map, which is really Shondaland's only <laughs> huge misfire, but I've I've yet to see the actual pilot or even like a trailer, so I'll withhold judgment. But it's coming from Shondaland, which is good enough for me. Yay, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, she uh, doesn't miss. She doesn't miss much. No, not not very much at all. Um, okay, so yeah, so actually, not this. You know, we're gonna we're gonna send it. We're gonna clap it up. If for nothing else, our boy getting a job. Yes, we like that shit. Um. All right, there's a like crunching ear because getting that low blood sugar should ate something on the air. Um, all right, so we are now getting to the part that some people probably skip to. <laughs> Sorry, but it's also what makes our game great. It is we're gonna describe the game for you real quick before we give you our picks for the week. And basically, what is Cinema Draft for those who are new to the podcast? It is the fancy sports version of the movies. Instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies how their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your call sheet of actors while competing against others for fun and prizes. You draft 10 actors who are assigned a dollar value salary. You have 100K in budget to get all 10 of your actors in. You must have 10, no more, no less. You must have at least one actor from each of the three release types, wide release, 2,000 screens and up, limited release between 2,500 screens, and platform release, 500 screens or lower. Headliners are two per film, and these are the stars that people come out to see in the movies. Their points are worth 40% more. So, for example, in Suicide Squad, which we all love on this podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it earned $100 million on its opening weekend at one point per million in wide release, Margot Robbie would get 100 points. 
while Will Smith will get 140 points. It is free to play with over $200 in prizes this week, plus a $25 bonus to the highest scoring call sheet. We are live and ready to play. Come check us out at cinemadraft.co. And let's get into the short list. Now, these are going to be some actors. So first, yes, I'm just mixing it up, going on the fly. Don't hate me now. Hate me little, now. little Hogan's Heroes. Uh... <laughs> Colonel Clink. Very, very appropriate <laughs> for today. Very oh so appropriate. So, yes, yeah, so I'm sharing think, with you. Uh, <laughs> maybe a Russian accent would be better. Never <laughs> So the first part of the shot list is the A-list. And these are actors you will definitely want on your call sheet. And of course, Alien Covenant. Just hearing how excited G-Nice is for this. How excited that Greg is for this thing. That movie's going to be good. It's going to make some money this weekend, damn it. If you can get G-Nice in the theater opening weekend, you're doing you're doing you know big things. So I, I mean, I, it's, it's not. I just said it. I would like to. <laughs> No. And I did. I did actually watch the uh, HBO sort of preview thing, and it was mm-hmm. got me hyped. It's it's going to be great. And you got yep. Danny McBride in it. He's hilarious. Yeah, I think he's hilarious. Um, yeah, that's the only part I didn't like. I didn't like the I didn't like the commercial where he's talking. I just feel like don't don't like. I didn't want it to be. I hope it's he's going to have some lines. I know, no, but no, <laughs> it'll be. He's going to be like the Bill Paxton. He's going to be like the Bill Paxton in, in Aliens. Yeah, but Bill Paxton wasn't doing that on purpose. You know what I mean? But it was still, yeah, I know what you mean. But Ridley's doing it, we're fine. <laughs> well, anyways, get get you some Billy Crudup. He's the cheaper of the two headliners. I might even headliner stack this movie. I think it's going to do well. Also, it's facing a third week, or, or, thir- or yeah, third weekend of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's been dropping by 50 or 60% each weekend. So if it drops by 60% this weekend, that will probably put it back in like the 20... Two million range. So this is, I think this is easily going to go. <laughs> definitely get you some Danny McBride. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, it is definitely my post-lock movie of the week. Uh, Nick Robinson from Everything Everything. Now this is a bit of a reach. Uh, the the tracking so from what I can tell so far looks pretty bad. We we covered it early this morning or last morning. I guess you guys will be hearing this on Wednesday. Most of you uh, <clears throat> with uh, Jay Devlin. HSX.com, that is like the, the movie game, the, the movie game site where they treat movies as stocks. They're predicting about a nine million dollar opening, which just feels too fucking low for this movie. This movie's got great marketing. If I was like a 16-year-old girl, me and all my friends would be at the damn movie, just you know, crushing it. It looked, I mean, everything, everything, it, it's the uh, it's, it's the the fault of our stars for this summer that's coming out this Friday. I think it's gonna do well. I think it's gonna do 20 million. Really? Of course, I've been known to be wrong, but it's on mm-hmm. 2,900 screen, 2,800 screens. It's a wide yeah. release. There's, I can only, I mean, I'm gonna do a little more diving into it when, uh, <clears throat> when Box Office Pro comes out with their projections. But damn, if this movie does, this is <laughs> interracial romance, girl can't leave her house, star-crossed lovers. You know, it's even got a Nikononi Rose. I love her. I mean, it's mm-hmm. gonna be great. <laughs> Yes, go um, add this movie to your call sheet because it's got Nikononi Rose. <laughs> I, I actually uh, met the director of this today. Oh, uh, who's the director? Out of her thing. Stella Meggie. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. her last name, but she knew some people that I was with as we were walking through this lobby. And then I was like, and they told me who she was. And I was like, oh, it's great. Hopefully, you know, it does well. Yeah, I no, I'm I'm pulling for it. I mean, I'm I'm not going to see it this weekend possibly, but I'm gonna see it. I might even see it in the theater. So yeah, it's it's a good mm-hmm. movie. It looks like it's going to be a good movie. It's got all the the ingredients. 
All right. So, and then so Nick Robinson's fourteen thousand as a headliner. And, and by the way, does, it's, it's a she's a black woman who directed this. So, even better, you know, get people of color getting jobs. That's that's theme mm-hmm. of the week. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, this makes me so sad. I just see Charlie Hunnam here, and it's like he's going to be a must avoid. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Hunnam, you don't have to. You don't have to. The truth is, you don't have to just see him there. You can turn around and see him right there behind you. <laughs> You know what? Even with that shade, I'm not going to stop screen sharing. I'm shade? Gonna... No shade. It's just reality. Uh, all right. Co-starring. Now, these are some values you want to look out for this weekend. And Ava Longoria, Lowriders. If you had Lowriders in your call sheet, you probably cleaned up this week. Yeah. I did <laughs> not. I was And I was pumping the Lowrider train. I just had a feeling we had uh, – I'm, I'm not sure. Did you listen to any of the other podcasts last week, uh, KG? I did, did not actually... have a chance. No, that's fine. We had we actually stumbled onto a really interesting theory. It was on the fly. Jay Devlin asked me about um, basically I was, we were trying to come up with like a theory behind foreign focused films, right? Our three Fs. Mm-hmm. And I saw on top of my head, I was because he asked me, put me on the spot, but I kind of came up top of my head. Well, I think it has something to do with population density. So for example, the reason mm-hmm. why those those Bollywood films do really well in America is because there's a billion people on the Indian subcontinent. I mean, right. and so if you transmit you know, I mean, you don't have proportionally. If you have, you know, a, a vibrant Indian American community that hears from their, you know, relatives, friends, people, whatever, on India that you know this movie's coming and that they're excited for it, it's probably going to do well in the United States. But whereas you have like a small Korean movie like Jasmine, which probably didn't even earn enough to track, and that mm-hmm. definitely caught me, you know, uh, by the short and curlies on one of those call sheets. Well, shit. I mean, you're not. I mean, you're, it's probably going to do as well at the box office in platform release as a movie like, you know, uh, as, as a movie like Bahubali to the conclusion. So basically, mm-hmm. when it came around to uh, <clears throat> came around to lowriders, you have a vibrant Mexican American, you know, community in the United States, larger Latino population, growing fast growing minority population in the country. Also, you have the proximity of Mexico to to United States, as well as a vibrant car culture that, you know, right. on the heels of Fate of the Furious is probably still out there looking for Jones for something to watch. It just all seemed to kind of coalesce behind Lowriders doing what it did, which was 2.4 million or about 24 fantasy points in its opening weekend. So basically that's my kind of, so basically when you're going to, when you're looking for a 3F to, to put in your call sheet, you know, just kind of consider some of these things. You consider, you know, population, like for example, the wedding plan was another 3F uh, that we had last week. And that was from Israel. And that was only on eight screens. And, and it only did, you know, I don't even think it, I think it got like bare minimum price, uh, bare minimum scoring. So just kind of keep in mind, you know, how big these countries are. If you have a movie from China, you know, comes, then you, you might be okay. But a movie comes from like South Korea, it might be too small. Just my thoughts, my two cents. Because uh, this is the part of the podcast that we come for strategy. So that's my strategy behind that. So yes, and as I have here on my notes, <laughs> I very humbly put in all caps, you're welcome for Lowriders, because, yes, I didn't call that shit. Uh, <laughs> we have a new film out this week, or actually, it's uh, it's been actually out for like four or five weeks. I thought it'd kind of go away, but it's actually only gaining in strength, so what do I know? It's a, film, a little film called Norman, The Moderate Rise and Tragic Fall of a New York Fixer. It stars Richard Gere and Michael Sheen as your headliners. It is fairly cheap, but it is, uh, it's been growing steadily, platforming up. 
um, from a handful of screens to 153 screens. Um, estimating it's going to go to 200 screens this weekend. And you could probably squeeze out six or seven points out of it. It did about 400,000 last weekend. Uh, it seems to be only getting more strength, getting more theaters. So, you know, you might want to take a look at it. It might be some good value if you're looking to punt in 5,900 and you want to get a headliner and platform. Um, if you're just kind of looking to, to fill out your call sheet, got some money left over, you know, you could probably do worse. So uh, Michael Sheen in Norman at 5,900 might be the way to go. Um, uh did, did I miss any any sleepers? Any sleepers you're looking out for this week, KG? Because actually, let's talk about you real quick and your process. You're a yeah. real shining example of, of improvement over time. G-Nice is not. So let's talk to you. <laughs> what? what? Although, no, although, no. I, although I, I will say this, G-Nice, I do appreciate you know the weeks you're in there. You <laughs> have fairly consistently, when you've had time, put in call sheets. I appreciate that. But one of these days... You know, please get serious <laughs> about the strategy because, I mean, people winning real money over here. I looked up today oh, that our I, boy Gamble 24 7 won $1,100 in five months in this game. Wow. $1,100. That's, that's real money. That's like, that's like rent in some places. That's rent here mm -hmm. in Vegas. <laughs> well, that's just real money. to counter that, I have about two fifty dollars on my account. Holla. $2.50, not $250. You can, you can interpret that however you need to. You actually cannot cash out less than $5. So let's, let's get, I know the rule. Let's, let, let, let's get you the game a little bit, man. Let's, let's, you know, I hope you're taking notes and all these, these pearls. We're, we're doing. But, yeah, so, so tell us a little bit about your process, KG. I'm very, very proud of you and very excited oh, at your Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, what's, what has actually been different for me the past couple of weeks is I've actually had a little bit more time and I've literally written down, you know, all of my picks for the different things and sort of estimated how many points I would get. And then like, say, if there's somebody in a certain price range, that I see, okay, I'm only projecting getting, you know, five points or under from this person trying to sort of flip the money to find, find a better value and really just sort of, taking a look at those lower value ones and also, you know, just adding up the call sheets and seeing what they are, like trying out some different theories. Like I think uh, one of the weeks I was trying to, I think headliners stack the fast and the furious and then punt everything else. Oh right. no, it was gone. Yeah. Stars Guardians. and scrubs. Yeah. yeah. Stars and, scrubs. and as I was, as I did the math on it, I saw that it still wouldn't work out because you had to get more points somewhere else. So I sort of, scrapped that call sheet and went back to the drawing board. Uh, so really the, the difference has been sort of just like doing the math, adding up the points, predicting sort of where I would land, and then... Feeling the zeitgeist. Yeah, you know, and just sort of like seeing seeing people... You, you don't have to punt everything necessarily all the time because sometimes I think I would just sort of say, okay, I need somebody at like a, you know, $5,500 range and sort of throw throw some randoms in there up against the wall. But in sort of looking at the projections and doing the math, seeing, okay, you might be able to get some points out of this. And like the, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but that Indian Baha. Bahubali. Bahubali to the conclusion, like sort of seeing the predictions on something like that and saying, okay, you can get, you know, I think the week before you had it on the, call sheets it made like a hundred points or something ridiculous and then that week that it was on it was still like 30 something points for the headliner so you know just keeping track of all that 
has been the the difference in that one week and then the last week I got a little bit of I think I made two seventy five last week. <laughs> no, you know that's, that's. I mean, at least you're cashing, which is more than some people can say. And I just really love how the systematic approach you've taken to the game. Also, for people like G Nice who want to get better at the game, because no one likes to suck, uh, we do have an 18-minute strategy guide, basic strategy guide. Oh, I can urge you. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we have a basic strategy guide, which we do promote in our in our Thursday newsletter and readily available on our YouTube channel. Definitely check it out. It's basically me going through the motions of constructing a call sheet, talking over some popular strategies like your like your stars and scrubs, where you go for higher, you know, well, it, it's all in the it's all in the basic strategy guide. So definitely check it out and get a chance. We definitely will be promoting it some on social media shortly as well. Uh, it's trying to get people to get better at the game. We want people. We want. We love these success stories and love seeing Kevin's growth in the game. And also, you see, like as you look at some of these, it really, you know, those scrubs, those platform and limited release movies really make a difference because when you look at the final scores at the end of the weekend really some, tight sometimes really tight. there's only you know less than a point sometimes less a lot of times it's less than a point when you're talking about third place versus first place or getting in the money versus getting out of the money it can be very within you know 0.05 points to give you some cash so you know take some time study your call sheets replace the losers you know, <laughs> and listen to the man. I mean, you know, not to put you on front street, but you know, you made made about three hundred dollars in the game almost. I mean, made you, about, know, you, you know, you know, I'm I'm not up to that eleven hundred dollar range, but you know, three hundred bucks, I'll take it. You yeah. can, that, that's a plenty to pay for dinner. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's got a job now. I mean, you know, he's the working. He truly is the working black writer right now. All right, well, so cutting room floor. Skip these losers real quick. Anything from the circle. <laughs> and my note says out of gas start on an empty tank to begin with it never yeah. caught fire it had a d plus cinema score it was yeah. not bound for good things and it's it's priced almost appropriately we're about to do we're, it's now dropped it's going to drop down to limited currently at wide it's going to drop to limited probably shed about a thousand screens and it's going to suck there don't fall for the trap don't fall for tom hanks or emma watson uh <laughs> and the wedding plan um as we spoke about before population density for some of these three f's you got it i mean un unless they show a real big expansion on the wedding plan you might want to avoid it because this movie even though it is bargain based in price and probably really attractive to just punt off with the with its headliners costing only 5100 don't do it, man. Just don't do it. <laughs> it was on eight screens last week. We have yeah, no idea that's, what's going to expand. That's the thing where you like you might just go for something like that just to take up the five Gs, but when you see the projection that is going to get you like one point at best or zero, find something else. Yeah, find 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 a new hill to die on. <clears throat> okay, so our over under this week is Alien Covenant. Now, last week, now we did last week. I grossly overestimated King Arthur's appeal. <laughs> um, we put that one at forty million, and the seventy-two percent who picked it were or, uh, picked the under on forty million were resoundingly correct. I was wrong. I was way wrong. King Arthur only made fifteen point four million. What was me? My life sucks. Uh, this week, we're going to get it right, though, damn it. Over, under, Alien Covenant, $40 million this weekend. G-Nice, go. Over. 
Yes, I'm, I'm feeling a tad over myself. What do you think, KG? I think that's that's a great line. I'm going to go slightly under. I'm going to go in the 35 to 38-ish. That, this movie's going to do awesome. Okay, fair it's, enough. It is it is an R-rated movie, you know, so it, it does restrict its audience uh, to a degree. No, this is a built-in. It's a built-in. <laughs> people already know it's a built-in product. It's tried and true. Even Ford did well. It's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be <laughs> awesome. I'm just saying it, uh, you know, I'm going under. That's all. And let last week, let, let my failures of last week be a lesson to us all. Let us not get overly emotional or attached to how we feel about a property when it comes to this game, because I got attached to King Arthur and it definitely cost me points. <laughs> it definitely cost me salary. So yes, let's, you know, let's, let's not get overly attached to some just because we like them. <laughs> okay. Wrapping this up, bring us planning for a landing. Thanks everybody for staying with us the entire time. Where can you find Cinema Draft? You can go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co and sign up for you know for our free beta. You can also follow us on social media. We're on all the social medias, all the social mediums, media, uh, including and actually our cover blog is on Medium. And feel free to subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We are live this week with over two hundred dollars in prizes. Make sure you get your call sheets in. By Thursday, I'm talking Thursday, uh, 10 p.m. Pacific times when the game starts. We lock in the release types and the theater counts at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And also, uh, yeah, the $25 bonus for the best call sheet of the week. Make sure you vie for that because sometimes our, you know, and it's a progressive bonus. This week we actually had to reset it because last week it was split between Smart Ash and Ring Balls 22. Shout outs to them. Congratulations. One of and them so, won like one of them won like 200 bucks last. What was that? Somebody won like 200 bucks in one week. Oh yeah, some somebody like swept like the whole like joint. Oh yeah, we had we had a seventy five dollar bonus one week, and I think they swept like all the contests, whatever. They oh. they won a lot of money. It was like one hundred and seventy something. It was it was a bunch. So we're getting out cash money here, y'all. It's free to play. Tell your friends and tell your friends to tell a friend. Come and play the game. We have all the tools there for you on our landing page and our in inside the game. So check us out. And also, uh, and and also results are sometime Monday evening. We are still working on me not hand scoring. Fingers crossed we get it right this week. <laughs> hand scoring the bitch. <laughs> All right. So guess, plug your ish. I guess we know what WBW is going to be up to. Dynasty this yeah. fall. CW. I don't know what time, but it's the CW. If it were possible, I would put it into my season pass right now. I'm all <laughs> over it. Yes, Gee, nice. Anything for you to plug besides your hate for everything good? What? <laughs> go see Alien and yes. go see the period piece called Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. Well, you know what? G give yourselves a hand. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin Garnett, WBW's the working black writer, Chocolate Cardle, G Nice, cultural misanthrope, my old writing partner, father extraordinaire. That's right. That's right. Husband Delana Lang, all right. Oh, or whatever. Yes. <laughs> Guess a little proprietary information. My bad. Um, and of course, you know what I'm gonna be doing after theater lock on, or after after game locks on on Thursday night and this weekend. What will you be doing? You're gonna go see a movie or something.